0: Everyone, welcome once again to Wisdom Within, the podcast encouraging mental health awareness and education, self-advocacy, recovery, and hope. We are here for the 25% of the global population who live with emotional health issues at any given time, and for the rest of the population who care about them. I am Kathy Serline, and we welcome you to Wisdom Within. So welcome once again to episode three of our Wisdom Within podcast, where we're we'll becoming available on more platforms every day. I'm going to apologize at the outset for the slight congestion in the voice. Um, it's that time of year here in Western New York; um, cold season is upon us. Uh, but we can't let that that uh, stop us from getting together with you. So we're thrilled to have you with us. We welcome your presence, your participation, your suggestions, and your feedback. So this is the What's in Your Wellness Toolkit episode on Wisdom Within, and we are encouraging you today to give some thought to this concept of the Personal Wellness Toolkit. It's a combination Of meaningful tools while meaningful meaningful to us individually that we select for ourselves and that together can support our wellness journey Uh, something like this would certainly seem beneficial for everyone actually um, but it is especially helpful when we live with chronic health conditions a wellness toolkit is as individualized as we are it can take various forms as time goes on because some tools might be useful at early earlier points in our journey and others may be more helpful later on uh, in recovery So, and, and maintaining wellness. So this is not only about the basics, um, but your ever-present kind of support tools and go-tos for those um in-the-moment needs, for doing the daily, sometimes moment-by-moment work of recovery and wellness, but also, as we say, just in maintaining wellness, um, because you don't throw tools away. We never throw away good tools, dear listeners. Um, So for the basics of our toolkit, uh, we need to consider elemental self-care needs first. Now these are our survival needs: Are we safe? Are we physically well? Are we sheltered? Are we sleeping? Are we hydrating? Are we putting healthy things into our system? Are uh, are our hygiene needs needs being met? Um, we'll talk more about self care in a separate episode, but these are simple and powerful questions to ask ourselves. Simple but powerful because when our basic self-care needs are met, then we physically feel better, we emotionally feel better, we feel safer. Um, But these basic issues can become extremely difficult for someone going through the processes of illness and recovery. Um, We may be at a point where it seems too complex uh, at times to even consider everything we quote unquote need um, when we are in the depths of an illness. So we encourage you, dear listeners, to please seek help when you need it. And for our listeners who are the friends of out there, the supporters, the loved ones. This is where so many of you have made so much impact. You, you folks pay it forward every day in the simplest ways and when you least realize it. Um, so for that, we thank you as ever. Um, it's important to remember, and it's always a focus here at Wisdom Within, that physical health and emotional health are intrinsically tied together, I am far from a fitness guru. I have struggled with weight most of my life. Um, we're all for fitness here at Wisdom Within, but we aren't talking about just that. Exercise is a great toolkit item um, but this is about the fact that there are that there really are physical causes for some types. of Of emotional health problems and vice versa for that matter. For an example, we know so much now about things like postpartum depression and we know uh, women can experience that condition in the course of normal hormonal changes around pregnancy and childbirth and that it is treatable. But in historical context text, context, sorry, slipping over my words. Um in historical context, if we look back a century or more ago, 150 years ago, women going through that same experience could have been sent off and were sent off frequently to asylums, diagnosed with things like female hysteria or gynecological hysteria. Um Quite thankfully, research and medicine do move forward and we've come a long, long way from those days. But there are still many emotional health issues that you might not realize could be based in something physical, which is why we always want you to start with a visit to the doctor, and we're not trying to sound any, any alarms with our hypochondriac friends. We're just sharing some examples for the sake of clarity. Here, we love you, hypochondriacs. So don't don't get yourselves too worried here. Um, this is inf- information um, to 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 work from. Nothing to be uh, scared about. So now let's look at examples. We've all at some point. Um, said some version of, I am completely losing my mind. And you might really feel like you're actually losing your mind at some point in life. It happens to a lot of us. But are you having just a bad moment or a bad day? Or is this over a period of weeks or a bad month? Um, It's important to think about prolonged depression as a possible symptom of a variety of other possible health issues. If you have, for example, a health condition that causes widespread inflammation, you may have a raised risk for depression because research has taught us that depression has been associated with inflammation in the brain. Also, a prolonged lack of sleep can result in a variety of physical and mental health symptoms including those of depression Uh, another example the thyroid gland which is in the lower center of your neck it can be overactive or underactive or normal Um, this is usually if it's over or underactive a very treatable condition and there are blood tests that your doctor can request to determine that for you but if your levels are off Depression and other health problems can definitely occur, Uh, and that's because of an overactive or underactive thyroid. Um, So there are many correlated physical and mental health symptoms, um, and often from very treatable conditions. Our point is not that you have one of these conditions, but just that there are so many possibilities rather than that you are totally losing your mind. You probably, dear listeners, are not totally losing your mind and you can recover no matter where you find your starting point on this journey. So that's why, as we say, our first step is always to get ourselves in to see our doctor. If you need a trusted friend or a loved one to be with you, that's a good thing. There's no shame in that. Um, I was so very fortunate um, to have my husband and grown sons um, be so supportive, um, and they had my back every step of the way, and I am forever grateful. Um, But there have been other times in my life, before I had that support, um, that I, I wish now that I had reached out to a friend, to a loved one, that I had taken that first step sooner, that I could have possibly begun my recovery earlier. Um, And it begins with just one step that says you matter, you have value, you have a right to wellness. It just takes that one step and then that helps you to take the next and the next. And it's how really every journey begins or continues or changes course, and as always, we here at Wisdom Within encourage our listeners to be honest with their doctors, open with their healthcare professionals. Those are the medical experts. Which is not to say that every doctor or therapist for that matter is equal. If you ever during the course of your health care feel that you need a second opinion, get one that is your right. But be seen and be heard and be open with your healthcare professionals. We are uh, actually adding another new resource link on our WisdomWithinWeb.com site on patients' rights and responsibilities. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, something any consumer of medical services or the medical health system should understand patience, rights, and responsibilities. It's also searchable on Google or your favorite search engine. And again, we feel all of our information is just as vital for our friends of our wonderful support folks who keep us forward focused as it is for those of us who are walking the walk and on the mend. We encourage you, dear listeners, to seek that help when needed. We try to be of support here by sharing our own journey of recovery, and what that has opened us to. Um, Remember, though, that no two journeys are alike. We're here to offer you some perspective, some good resources, and a voice that genuinely hopes to keep paying it forward in recovery by encouraging you forward. Um, We're going to take just a brief sponsorship break here, and then we'll come right back to you with the lighter side of our Wellness Toolkit episode. So thanks for being here. Um, We're thrilled that you join us and we'll be back with you in just a moment. Welcome back to the podcast here at Wisdom Within. Glad to have you with us today as we continue to explore the concept of a personal wellness toolkit. We've already talked about some elementals in physical health and safety and we want to share now some other tools to consider on this wellness journey. Um, you can, of course, Google good information on many of these subjects that we're going to be talking about. There are also some good links available on our well on our website, uh, on the not only the resources page, but on the wellness toolkit page. And again, our website is wisdomwithinweb.com. Um, so let's start with just uh, looking at just some extremely simple do-it-yourself sort of tools or tool concepts that we'd like you to consider sort of outside the emotional toolbox, as it were. Some super easy, seemingly little things that can actually help you redirect your thoughts when you are uh, struggling emotionally. Uh, For example, for a very long time, I kept a small, smooth black stone in my pocket or in my bag. Um, it fit perfectly in the palm of my hand. It always felt cool and calming to hold on to, to roll around in my hand. I'd grab it whenever I was stressing or scared or worrying. It's called a worry stone. It sounds silly. But the idea has been around for a long time. And it's actually the tactile part that's stimulating the calm. The having it in your hand and rolling it around. Um, The tactile uh, helps you disconnect from whatever the uh, obtrusive thoughts might be. um, And give you something else to focus on in the moment. Uh, Other tactile things... Uh, Are you in the kitchen totally stressing out? Grab an ice cube and hold it in the palm of your hand over the sink. Literally just in the palm of your hand. Not in a bag, not in a towel, just the ice cube in your hand. Um, It's uh, a temporary, an instant thing, but sometimes in the moment that's all you need. Um, Or maybe in the moment that's all you've got. Harmless, instant, tactile distraction. Because it's hard to focus on 40 other things running through your head when you're doing something with your hands. And this can take on a multitude of ideas. Um, You can expand on these small things. Do you play an instrument? Do you draw? Do you knit or crochet or paint? Do you build things? Are you a sculptor? Do you create? What is your creative side? You be the guide, what interests you, but those types of things are definitely tools for an emotional wellness toolkit. Um, there are many creative calming tools that have helped a lot of people uh, they're great there are great online guides in things like music therapy. there are programs in art therapy having A simple, positive, intriguing activity that you find enjoyment in is of huge benefit when your mind is racing and you need to forcibly but quietly calm it down, intentionally more than forcibly, intentionally but quietly calm it down. There were times I used to spend hours mindlessly crocheting and I was terrible at it then. But there were times when my mind would get stuck in so much bad stuff and the simple act of this tactile activity with yarn and crochet hook would loop my way out of being, well, loopy. These are not always technical terms here at Wisdom Within, but you get you get the point. Um, another great tool, uh, generally not necessarily a tactile tool, um but is it is based in the premise of good comedy improv and that is the whole concept of yes comma and yes and in other words accepting whatever ridiculous thing you are given to deal with which is you in your head saying the yes part and the and part then figuring it out figuring out how to move forward with that ridiculousness. Um, which leads me to another tool for you to consider, finding your funny. And we hope to bring you an episode on that um, in the near future. But the science says laughter releases the good stuff in your brain that makes you emotionally, physically feel good. So whether you watch funny movies Or listen to comedy podcasts, take an improv class, or just spend time with people you can laugh with. These are pearls, dear Podhood, and wellness tools to treasure. Um, So I encourage you to find your funny and to integrate that concept of yes, comma, and in accepting the difficult stuff that you're facing, even if it's with something called radical acceptance, that's a something we'll get to get to later, but um, to be able to say yes and what's next. Um, it's a really useful tool, uh, even when you don't want to say yes at all. Um, the yes is just to get through that initial part. Um, to to take you on to the next step. Um, another piece of our toolkit is self advocacy and self education. Um, you're doing it right now. Um, you're ed- you're educating yourself, even if you're just listening to my humble little voice. Um, so you're taking action to help yourself. Self advocacy. So by educating ourselves. We are advocating for ourselves and for our loved ones, especially in dealing with mental illness or any health issue. Um, Having a need to understand more about all this with my adopted son years ago, I was overwhelmed then by what I did not know. As it happened at the time, I worked for a local university and I was fortunately able to take some very useful courses Um, but that kind of coursework is just not feasible for everyone, and it does help to have some basic understanding of what you're dealing with. Um, Understanding is key. If you, for example, have never had an opportunity to learn how the brain works, I recommend the Mayo Clinic's online slideshow. It's eight very simplified diagrams with short, basic explanations. It's called How the Brain Works, which I refer to as the regular people version of How the Brain Works, um, because we have a super highway of signal transmissions going on up there in our brains, and it helps us to understand how our wires can get crossed. So there will be a link on our site. Um, You can go to mayoclinic.org, uh, and look for how the brain works or Google how the brain works and the Mayo clinic piece should be right near the top of your search res- results. Um, but educating ourselves is how we improve our understanding and that in itself can reduce our fear of the unknown. Once we have a better understanding of something, it's le- less likely to cause fear in us. Part of our toolkit can simply be this process of educating ourselves about our issues, about our health, about whatever is in our area of interest. It's vital to do so, though, through reputable resources. And there are volumes of peer-reviewed research on every evidence-based piece in the study of medicine. There are also very good resources to help us understand things in layman's terms. So, we encourage you as you are able to keep on learning, no matter your age, no matter your level of ability, your level of whatever, and to ask for help when you need to. Great tool. Uh, another invaluable tool in its many forms is professional therapy. And there are different therapies for different goals or different disorders. These are all things that we need to educate ourselves on, to consider, to learn more about. And through your health professionals, you can learn more about what different types of therapies might be possible for you or appropriate for you. And you can get answers to your own questions and concerns. From therapy, our own experience uh, ever present in our Wisdom Within Wellness Toolkit is the practice of mindfulness. Mindfulness, and it does take practice initially. Uh, We have a whole separate episode coming on mindfulness tools, but basically mindfulness is a series of basic exercises um, toward calming the mind and remaining in the present moment. It's very hard to do at times for many of us in the throes of an anxiety or an, or in the throes of anxiety or panic, let's say. Uh, anyone's thoughts can be zinging from one thought to the next to the next like a bouncing ping pong ball. It happens. Generally, we're able to tell ourselves, don't panic, calm down, and then we can consider what's the next appropriate or best next step in moving forward. But if we live with mental illness, anxiety episodes and panic episodes can really become disabling. Um, But the skills that we are able to develop through the practice of mindfulness, we found, could surprisingly bring us back to quote-unquote functional in a relatively prompt fashion. So the practice enables us to learn to meditate, even in small amounts, in order to enable our continuing individual progress in whatever small ways we might be working through. It's a small skill to pull from your pocket on a moment's notice, but it takes practice to learn to do it. There are a lot of good books and guides available on this topic. Mindfulness is also taught in cognitive behavioral therapy, which is also referred to as CBT, and also dialectical behavioral therapy, which is called DBT. Um, I've studied both. I studied CBT during the process of supporting my adopted son, and then I did intensive DBT work during my own outpatient experience. Both of these um, can be very useful not just for the folks who are living it, but for supporters as well. Um, What is it, though? Above all, mindfulness practice involves accepting whatever arises in your awareness at each moment. It involves being kind and forgiving to yourself. It enables us to gently redirect ourselves through interventions mini meditations to like the t- little tools in our toolkit like the worry stone, um, to bring some level of peace in that present moment. And if our mind wanders into uh planning and daydreaming and criticism or self criticism, uh, mindfulness teaches us to notice where our mind has gone while we're trying to focus on a meditation or what have you. Um just to notice where our thoughts have gone and to gently redirect ourselves back to sensations in the present to be able to focus or to remain in focus. And that allows us to move forward in a positive momentum. Honestly, it it probably sounds, it's very difficult to just explain it in a a brief synopsis and I probably could have done better with that. But honestly, some of it is just try and try again. I would encourage you, um, if you take up the practice of mindfulness, that if early on you find yourself missing your intended goal in mindfulness practice or you skip a session because it really is something you need to work on every day. So if you skip a session or if it doesn't get you where you're trying to get to in one practice, just keeps just keep starting again um the next day or um or the same day whatever your experience in the practice understand that it can be acceptable and accepted even if it's through something called radical acceptance or embracing the suck quote unquote if you've heard that military slang this whole idea of accepting whatever lousy experience we are working through as a means to move forward in our intended personal or collective progress. As a wellness tool, the art of remaining in the present, which is what mindfulness helps us do, the practicing of continually accepting and moving forward in your experience um, during this work, somehow it becomes easier to accept and move forward from what comes your day. comes your way during the rest of your journey. If you're able to learn to do this in um, practicing mindfulness and in those meditation practices, um, then it somehow does become easier uh, to do the same with what happens during the rest of your life, um, the rest of your journey uh, in wellness. So dear listeners, in closing out our wellness toolkit episode today, um, I'm going to just share with you more about the worry stones, that I've had a number of those worry stones over the years, all about the same size, um, all had the same usefulness and helpfulness, but one was painted with a little old woman on it, and it was given to me by a dear friend at a time when I was really struggling. And to be honest, though, I was was hesitant to accept it. it. It seemed too special to accept. You know, I knew that it was something that she had made use of and that it had been helpful to her. But she insisted that I take it with just the ask, that I pass it on to someone else who needed it, When the time came that I was able to do so, I'm happy to say that I did pass that stone on to another wonderful human a while back, and my hope is to continue doing so through our efforts in this program. We are just so glad that you joined us today, and for every day you join with us for the Wisdom Within podcast and we look forward to visiting with you again very very soon so please take good care and we hope to hear we hope to have you with us again very very soon bye bye